Last time on Improv Tabletop, our heroes had just discovered that Shrek's spirit lived on trapped inside the magic mirror that was hidden in the engine room of the SSS Swamp. They brought him back up to the bridge where he reconnected with his friends and you all decided to head off to the Oz system. When you arrived, you discovered that a giant Dyson sphere had been built around the sun and William Katner flew you guys straight through the entrance port at high velocity <laughs> and you all managed to not die uh, when you hit the brakes. That was good. Somehow. <laughs> you discovered that there were five small planetoids, one of them being surrounded by a great curtain that you could only unlock by collecting an artifact from each of the other four planetoids surrounding it. You stopped by the first one where you met Charming's aunt, Bibbidi Boppity, the good fairy who gave you a pair of red slippers. You then went to the second planet where you discovered that the nerve was being guarded by the spirit of fear. You defeated the spirit of fear by shooting your past versions of yourself <laughs> and thereby obtained the nerve. And before you went off to the third planet, we saw a little cutscene of the wicked witch, the fairy godmother, Charming's mother, contacting Lord Farquaad and telling him to arrive. What's going to happen next? Let's find out here in the world of Star Shrek. What's shaking, everybody? You're listening to Improv Tabletop, the Fate RPG actual play where we make up everything on the spot. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by... Christian Randall, ready to rock and roll. Connor Wood, we are Legion, we are Con. Justin Porter, a.k.a. JP, and I am currently out of my Vulcan mind. Now, after being faced with the image of your friend shooting your mom with a phaser, I'd imagine you'd be out of your Vulcan mind. Yeah, some complicated feelings. Oh, boy. Holy cow. I just want to jump right into this. We got a lot to get through. Yeah. So you uh, make it back up to the SSS Swamp, and you've got two planets left. Would you like to go to the North Planet or the West Planet? As Captain... I'm saying we hit the north planet next. Um, and then I'm going to bend down. And I'm going to brush some dust off my pretty slippers. <laughs> All right. Red really is your color, Captain. You look like a, a commanding Christmas tree. Yeah. <laughs> it really brings out the height in you. <laughs> oh, stop it, you guys. Thank you. All right. Uh, real quick, while I'm thinking about it, Mr. Cat Friend, ah. now that we have started a new session, you can reduce your strung out consequence from four to two Whew. to represent the fact that you're kind of, uh, you're, you're getting back into yourself a little bit. I'm feeling a lot better. So you teleport down to the North Planet. And as you arrive on this one, you have a hard time kind of like understanding exactly the terrain you see around you. Like you'll look at something, but it's as if your mind is remaining willfully ignorant of what you are trying to observe. You look at something and it's like, is that a tree? I think it's a tree. And you turn away and you see like out of the periphery, maybe it's a telephone pole. You look back, it's like, oh, that's a statue of... Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, my namesake. <laughs> there he is. Did we all partake of whatever the cat was eating, whatever William was eating? I just feel really weird. I thought I was getting better, Captain. I think I'm getting worse. Well, this to me feels like the effects of ignorance. I think, therefore... I am not ignorant. You <laughs> can do this. I think you're right, Captain. And I do too. I say, we say, me, me's say. I don't usually think. 
<laughs> I think you may be particularly good at this one. You should be right in your comfort zone, Charming. Yes. All right. What would I do? And I, like, get out my scanner, and I just start scanning everything. <laughs> what would Charming do? Yes. All right. So we have here another six clock to defeat the spirit of ignorance. Oh, man. And this time we're on the third planet. We're going to be going against a difficulty of three for each of these rolls. So Charming, roll to overcome with Clever with your scanner. Um, Can I assist? I got a plus four, so I don't think oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, if you would like to assist, how would you propose to offer your assistance? Um, I pull out an old book. It has a drawing on the front of an old bald man, a young girl with water around her, and a young guy with a big mustache. And I start reading this chapter about something called the empty cup. Mm, yes. And how beautiful Officer Charming's mind is for this kind of a test. <laughs> hmm. I wonder what that could be a reference to. Perhaps something in our backlog. Uh, yeah, so you can add a plus one to Charming's result, bring it up to a five. That would be two successful ticks. You look around, you're starting to gain a sense of what's actually going on here. And Charming, you look back at the statue of Leonard Nimoy and you realize, okay, it's definitely a statue of LeVar Burton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, back to my childhood. Please read me some more books. Reading Rainbow. And the head turns towards you and says, are you looking for knowledge, friend? Take a look. It's in a book. And he pulls a book out of his jacket and hands it towards you. Oh, and I shed a little tear because that was like my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> Prince Charming was a uh, public broadcaster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was the viewers like you that were supporting them. Yeah. Weren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> and William Leonard and Captain Butts, you also see LeVar Burton oh. holding out this little book here. Ah, uh, I've got to keep it together, man. I, I don't know if it's real. Oh, is, are we each getting a book or is it? The book being handed just to... Yeah, it's just one book that he's holding out. Hmm. Thank you, and I take the book. All right. And the book uh, is entitled The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> oh, oh, it's my favorite book that hopefully will be turned into a movie and be the best <laughs> Star Trek movie, according to some people. <laughs> and I just pocket it. <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead and just sit Lotus-style uh, crisscross on the ground and I'm just going to start doing some grounding exercises uh, that I do in my off my captain's quarters sometimes when I get too stressed. And I just start breathing and I'm starting to be like, I can smell grass. I can feel <laughs> the ground beneath me. I can see Leonard Catoy. And I start <laughs> grounding myself to make sure I can not be ignorant. All right. <laughs> So yeah, as you're trying to, you look at the statue of LeVar Burton, you're like, okay, we managed to make something become concrete, something that we know is there that we could all observe. Ah. You're trying to bring this world from abstraction into a concrete space. Mm -hmm. So go ahead and roll to overcome with Clever. Hey, that's what we like to see. That is a plus four. All right. So against a difficulty of three, that would tick off one more segment of our six clock. We're currently at three out of six. Hmm. Um, can I invoke hungry like the wharf and just reach down and I can't really, you know, get a good eye as what it is. I'm going to put whatever's on the ground in my mouth so I can taste it. So I get that <laughs> fifth sense activated. Hmm. So I really get grounded in this place. Chalky. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> yes. You you put it in your mouth and you're like, I can taste <laughs> acid. Oh. It starts to, yeah, some very, very acidic soil that you've got here. Uh, I'm going to roll to see 
Uh, you're going to take uh, two stress yes, from eating this acidic soil, but uh, you have successfully managed to gain more knowledge about uh, the world that you are on. I stop sitting down and I stand up because of the acid ground. Yeah, and <laughs> you all can see little, uh, you can start to see his underpants through his uniform. My uniform is now chaps. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. So, yeah, using your hungry like the wharf aspect, uh, I mean, we'll give you two free invokes on that if you want. I'll take it. So do you want to use those to increase the result of your roll? Uh, yeah, I already rolled pretty well. The, the re-rolling Christian is a, is a man of the past. <laughs> All right. I would like to uh, utilize I'm a cat's, not a doctor's, mm -hmm. to firmly establish, using my cat senses, that this statue is real, and we begin to make biscuits to really uh, kind of ground as the captain were doing but specifically on the statue. All right. <laughs> Let's have you roll to overcome with clever. Oh, <laughs> okay. Two. <laughs> Two, difficulty of three. That is a minus one. I'm going to double down. We're both making biscuits. Okay. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just going to add the, the modifier. I don't want to reroll. All right. A couple free invokes on that. So that is going to bring you up to ba -ba 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 -ba, two plus so six against difficulty of three. That is three ticks. Sick. So that successfully fills up our six clock here. You see this light beginning to emanate from the statue of LeVar Burton, similar to how when you defeated the spirit of fear on the other planet, there was kind of that shock wave expanding out, changing the world back to what it was before. You see light in all colors of the rainbow beginning to emanate out from around LeVar Burton. And you find yourself in a grand library surrounded by stacks and stacks of shelves. And uh, you look down below where Captain Butts is, and he's in the chemistry section, and he happened to sit down right upon a spilled chemistry set. <laughs> Good for you, Captain. But yeah, looking around at all of these different shelves, you can see they all kind of converge on one point where there is a pedestal. And atop this pedestal is a statue that is holding in its hands a brain. Mm. Brain. Does anyone have a book that is exactly the weight of a brain? <laughs> and I pick up the like the Hitchhiker's Guide, and it's definitely not, but I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. this could be it. <laughs> Good enough. Uh, well, let's try the old swap a root. And so I just, you know, <laughs> drop. You solved my brain puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. You hold this brain now in your hands. You have the brain, the nerve, and the ruby slippers. Only one left, the heart. Beam us up, Wolfie! All right, you go back up to the ship, and at this point, you see that the bridge is in all kinds of disarray oh, uh, from no. a couple different things. You see there are some people who have nets. They're trying to catch a whole bunch of tribbles that are just going around the place, and they're chowing down on, like, the moss and stuff that is constructing the ship. But you see also the three blind mice turn towards you, and they're like, We've got a big one coming in, guys, just outside the Dyson Sphere. And you can see a big, like that area where the portal that you flew through, it begins to open up. And you can see a Borg cube has reached the Dyson Sphere. Uh, oh, no. Um, I'm going to make a snap captain decision. And I'm going to point at the cloned super soldier Genji that we made. Oh, shoot. Yeah. And I'm going to say, your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to eat. 
all of these fluffy little guys. <laughs> and Gingy looks up at you and says, I have received my orders. <laughs> I must consume. And starts rushing towards the nearest Tribble. Um, <laughs> Captain, I'm pretty sure I've had a nightmare about this. Let's get to the new planet. Yep. Not our problem anymore. <laughs> we did what we could. There will be no consequences to this. To the east, right? East, west. To the west. West. <laughs> all right. You all transport down to the west planet, and the entire place appears to be just a burning forest, constantly aflame. You feel the heat radiating in from all sides, and as you arrive on the surface of the planet, you hear the gates, the portal leading into the Dyson Sphere above you has fully opened, and the Borg Cube has begun to enter, and you hear radiating from the Borg Cube a voice saying, Ah, we have arrived just in time to stop you from stopping us. Release the secret weapon! Oh no. And you see doors begin to slide open on the surface of the Borg Cube in the shape of a gigantic gingerbread man. Oh, oh no. no. Oh no! And oh. you remember that Gingy was missing some of his gumdrop buttons from earlier. Oh, they used the buttons! Not the gumdrop buttons! <laughs> <laughs> and you see, larger than ever before, Mongo, the giant gingerbread man, begins to emerge <laughs> from the Borg cube. And this time, the frosting you can see is in, like, circuit-style geometric patterns Ooh. across him. He has been assimilated into the Borg, oh, no. and he begin he steps off from the cube and begins floating in the direction of the SSS swamp. And he like tries to swim through space and realizes, oh wait, I can't swim through space. <laughs> uh, he realizes it's going to take him a while to get to the SSS swamp, but he is on the way. Captain, that looks very bad. It's almost like we're up against a ticking clock. Yes, one final six clock. You are on the fourth planet. All of your rolls are going to be against a difficulty of four to try and defeat the enemy on this planet, the Spirit of Hatred. And who should the Spirit of Hatred be? You hear a voice from the woods. Oh, son, you couldn't just stay out of it, could you? This lady! Oh, mommy. <laughs> charming, how can you be so charming and come from such an evil broad? <laughs> Oh, well, I know who my first target is going to be. And you hear a whiny noise, and you see a light in the shape of a star. And you can see, illuminated by the light, is the fairy godmother's face. Borg electronic oh, implants no. across the side of it. Oh, mama. And she is charging up her wand, and she is going to try and fire at you with Forceful. She's angry. She's the spirit of anger. Oh, boy. She's going to attack with Forceful. How would you like to defend? Uh, I would like to... Uh, dibbity dabbity dodge. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna try and like do one of these things. Uh, one of the crisscross. We're gonna swap places and then like divide. Ah, you can't see us. Wh who? Which one are you aiming for? Ah. All right. Roll to defend with quick. I will do that and roll very. I got uh, plus two. She got plus six. Yes, she did. Oh boy. Is that is that four stress? That's four stress. Unless you want to <laughs> use a fate point. I. I do. <laughs> I do. I do. And I'm gonna I'm gonna do a reroll. Okay. So Yeah, which aspect are you gonna use? There are two of us. <laughs> yes. Ah, which one am I supposed to hit? There's two of them. Meow meow meow, my secret weapon, having two of me. And uh let's see if that actually does any Okay, good! Yes! Well it is a um 
Five. Plus five. Yes. All right. Didn't she get a six? You said she got a six. <laughs> yes, but that's only one stress against you instead of four stress. Yeah, I'll take it. All right. Way better. Okay. So now we're going to actually enter into an initiative. So now that the fairy godmother has gone, we're going to pass it over to Leonard Cattoy and William Katner. Okay. I'm. I, I. We're just gonna. Now that we've zigged and zagged, even though she singed our tails a little bit, we're gonna come in at like a cross, just whoosh, try and pincer attack this this evil woman. Uh, I think that would probably be clever because we're trying to like plan an attack. Yeah, trying to do a strategic sort of thing. Yeah. Or are you doing it quickly? If I do it quickly, that would be smarter. So I guess, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I get that plus three instead of the plus two. Yeah, if I do it quickly, I get a four instead of a three. So I'll, I'll do it quickly. Yeah, it'll be like, cats, use quick attack. Yes. Meow, 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 meow. Yeah, go ahead and roll for that attack. Difficulty of four. Okay. Uh, Five. Nice. Yeah. That is one tick on the six clock. Woo. You come in from both sides, claws outstretched. And you got like those plasma claw things even. Mm -hmm. You get in there and you start scratching away at the Borg implants that have been added to her body. And she is screaming out in pain. (laughs) Who'd you like to go next? Get get your mom, dude. Come get your mom. (laughs) Mommy. And I take my my phaser and I turn it up as high as it'll go. (laughs) All right. Shoot her. Shoot her. And we we decided last time that the phaser was flashy, so go to attack with flashy. Uh, Okay. Ooh, uh, plus three. But I'm going to use um, a fate point and do quantum spanner, but I don't know what the quantum spanner does, so I literally just throw it at her. (laughs) All right. Yeah, so your quantum spanner. Keep them guessing. You know what? Yeah, you pull out this quantum spanner, and you're like, what does this thing do? And you notice in that exact moment, there's like a port on the bottom of your phaser that matches the sort of pointy end of the quantum (laughs) spanner. And so you stick it in there. We'll give you two free invokes on this attack if you would like. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay, so you can use each of those invokes for either a reroll or a plus two. Mm, I have a really good flashy. Do I test it? Do I test it? I'm going to reroll. I'm going to do it. All right. (laughs) Reroll. Time to risk it. And that was terrible. We did not get the biscuit. All right, so I got a plus one, I guess, because (laughs) I negative. But, but... He takes off his shirt. I'm too sexy for my shirt. And I take it off and I throw that at her face. <laughs> okay. And you do still have the one other free invoke. Oh, wait. From... I do th- I'm going to just do the free invoke before I bust that out. So another roll? Yep. And that's another terrible. So I'm going to re-roll one more time. <laughs> <with my> fate. <laughs> okay. Burning through those fate points. You can do a charming. Yes. <laughs> Plus six. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. That is two ticks on the six clock. We're up to three out of six. You turn to your mom, it's kind of like, think fast, and you throw the shirt at her, (laughs) and as she's, like, trying to bat it out of the way, she doesn't notice the beam of the phaser coming in towards her, (laughs) strikes her right in the face, and you're like, ah, yes, I'm not the only one who can shoot my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Take that, mommy. All right, and that means that Captain Butts is the only one who hasn't gone left in this round. And then I pass it to Captain. And I, I look around at all of the hatred and anger around me, and something clicks. We have to fight her with love! <laughs> and so I'm gonna go and try to give her a hug. All right. That seems, uh, hmm. I could see that being flashy for the hug, or I could see it being like the fact that you kind of puzzled it out and rationalized it. That could be clever. I'll take clever if you're willing to give it. Get it, yeah. All right. That's a clever hug. All right. 
I rolled pretty good, but I want to roll better. Okay. I'm going to spend a fate point, leaving me with one fate point because I already used one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to invoke the aspect, cracking more than jokes. <laughs> okay. Cracking a hug. You said this planet is on fire, right? Yes. So I go ahead and I've already burned off most of the back of my pants from the acid. <laughs> I go ahead and let one rip and propel myself forward so that I can give her <laughs> the biggest hug ever. <laughs> Uh, All right. Uh, big, big honor in, in ogre culture. Yeah, it feels it feels very appropriate. I learned it from Shrek. It's you know the best hug you can get is fully propelled. Better out than in that OSA. <laughs> A nice warm pungent hug. Yeah. So are you adding plus two or are you rerolling? I'm gonna take the plus two, which is gonna give me seven. Woo! Seven against a difficulty of four. All right. <laughs> you let it rip. The flames <laughs> ignite the fumes and propel you forward. <laughs> You embrace the fairy godmother, and as you do, you see that Leonard Catoy and William Catner have managed to remove the final bits of Borg implants from her face. She looks down at you, hugging around her midsection, and you see she begins to tear up a little bit. Aww. I know it's hard being a mom, but you're just doing the best you can. And she looks over at Charming and she says, Oh, son, I'm terribly sorry for all the terrible things I've done, both back in the day and also up to just this exact moment. But I have had, and she reaches into her purse, a change of heart. And she pulls out the heart and hands it in your direction. Oh, this is a weird sensation. The last time I saw her cry, it's because she ran out of her mummy juice. <laughs> That's what she affectionately calls it. <laughs> oh, no. oh, boy. Yeah, you, you see that she pulled the heart from amidst, like, the rest of her purse is just full of wine bottles. But she hands this heart towards you. Mom juice. Mommy juice. Yep. There's not much time left if you want to stop the Borg from taking over this entire sector and destroying you in the process. To the man behind the curtain. Wolfie, beam me up. Yeah, let's pay him some attention. You all go teleporting back up to the ship as you see the flames begin to die down on the planet you've just left behind. And once again, pandemonium triples everywhere. Oh no! Uh, as soon as you show up, uh, they try to eat you. Everybody roll to defend. Uh, how would you like to defend against the tribbles? But we sent a cookie replicate. Nothing could have gone wrong. <laughs> I'm sure the cookie was eaten. Oh no. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do flashy and I'm going to try to catch it with my shirt. All right. Yeah. You got your shirt back from your mom. Yeah. Yep. You can roll to defend with flashy. How about the others? I'm, I'm, I'm quick. I'm like, eh, out of the way. I am going to try and use clever and as my molecules are being rearranged from the transporter, I'm just going to try and like arrange them in a way to avoid getting touched by any of the fluffy boys. All right. So what results do we have from everybody? I have a three. I got a three. I got a three. All right. The triples. Got a zero. Oh, good. Yeah. We are okay. <laughs> Back to doing nonsense. They... <laughs> yes. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give one final command before we get teleported down to the other one. Vent all of these fluffy boys into space towards the giant cookie. No, don't do that. No, don't send him to them. Too late, and I push the button. No. <laughs> no. Well, they're 
goes the universe. <laughs> the Tribbles all go shooting out of the SSS swamp <laughs> in the direction of Mongo the giant cookie. <laughs> okay, well, um, let's go see if the man has a fix for this. Here's the thing. We've solved one problem. With another problem. <laughs> now we've created a bigger one, and that's the one we need to solve. <laughs> hey, man, we're getting in the way of the Borgs. I guess that's a plus. <laughs> All right, should we go to the next planet, or to the, the curtain? Yeah, let's get over to that curtain. To the curtain. Exit. Stage left. Okay, <laughs> so you all transport down to the curtain and you see in front of you the door with the lock bearing those four indentations. I'll take the brain. I got the nerve. And I got the heart. That means it's just your shoes, Captain. <sighs> and I slip them off begrudgingly and I put them into the lost lock. Uh, Leonard approaches you and tugs on your thing and he, he hands you your pumps. He brought them for you. Thank you, Leonard. All right, Captain. And you hear a hissing noise as the airlock begins to open and the curtain begins to spread across from the surface of this planet. And you see in front of you a mechanical wonder a contraption of pipes and gears and all kinds of weird stuff going on in here. And you see kind of a light pulsing from the very center of it. Um, hello? 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 hello. Oh, um, I scan. <laughs> oh, roll to overcome with clever. Prince Charming is always so quick with that. Honestly, if 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 this ends in like a, a gun draw fight, I want Prince Charming to be the one to yeah. pull the gun. <laughs> I got a plus three. You yeah, you plus did. three. All right. Yeah, that is very good. So you realize that this final planet is a labyrinth, a maze, <gasps> something powerful, something with strong regenerative energies is at the center of this labyrinth. Okay. Um, as we look back up into the sky above us, how much progress has Mongo made? Or the Tribbles. Or the Tribbles, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who knows? How, how's that fight looking? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make a roll. Yeah, so the Tribbles have landed on Mongo and they have begun their consumption of Mongo. Poor Mongo! Yes, and so you can see almost like mold spreading over the surface oh, no. of this giant gingerbread man. You see starting out like the tip of his left foot and beginning to spread its way up this big fuzzy mass. <laughs> um, I bow my head in solemnity because even though we caused this, it's still a horror to behold. Yeah. yeah. Well, Captain, that's the trouble with tribbles. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, there's no way but onward. We must boldly go. And let's go ahead and start this puzzle. Okay, I, I grab uh, my other me's hand and I come up to assume the position. Yep, we're all holding hands now. Yes, and on we skip. All right, fifth planet, fifth six clock, oh. difficulty of five. Sheesh, these are not easy rolls. We are all running low on fate points. Um, I've been here before, not to this particular, you know, they've obviously made a lot of changes since I was here last time. <laughs> last time I was here was just the Emerald City. Now it's a whole thing. Mm. Um, can I try and use previous knowledge to figure out like how they would have constructed this to maybe whether to know, okay, we should choose left every time and that'll get us the right answer. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and roll to overcome with clever. Okay. That's a great maze. You'd be second guessing yourself constantly. Right? It's like, is it left again? <laughs> hey, that's... Ugh. That's exactly five. Mm, somebody has exactly one fate point left. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and activate 
Drist, but Romulan. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, again, that Romulan heritage, that connection with the logic of the uh, Vulcans, you know, powered by the emotion that I also have now of, hey, I'm afraid that uh, the universe is going to end. And I will... I can't really... Ro- I mean, I could roll a little better, but honestly, rolling better would still just give me plus two. So I will just take the plus two. <laughs> All right. So that is going to tick off two segments of our six clock. We're at two out of six. Okay. And you start to puzzle your way through this. You start to gain a sense of like the construction and begin leading your crew further down towards the center of this labyrinth. Um, also, as we're doing this, I tied a bit of yarn to the beginning and I've been doing a very... Um, uh oh Sisyphus? no the one with the wax wings and the labyrinth uh, and... yeah that's I- icarus is the wax wings the labyrinth i'm pretty sure is it theseus in the labyrinth yes <laughs> yes okay we've pulled in oz we pulled in we, we can't start pulling in greek mythology yes that's... we can <laughs> yep, theseus and the minotaur okay yeah Sick. so i'm pulling i'm pulling a theseus and i'm leaving behind a string uh, a ball of yarn all right marking your path captain Was Theseus a great ogre like the others you've told us so many tales about? Theseus was one of the greatest ogres of all time. Greener than a field, smellier than a compost heap, and braver than our own Captain Shrek. Impossible, but I love your passion. (laughs) Um, Can I try and also lead the way using my cat-like senses? Yes, you have a nimbleness about you. Cats are, you know, notoriously quick little critters. I think, like, with your instructions that you're receiving from your captain, with the urgency of the fact that you need to figure something out before the Tribbles, in fact, you look back up and you see the entire leg has been consumed by Tribbles and now it's starting to move over to the other leg. I think we can have you roll to overcome with quick for that. Great. Okay, yes. Sense of urgency. Let's get a good... Okay, great. Ah... So we got a five. Um, <laughs> it's a great roll to get a five, but it just doesn't feel like yeah. enough anymore. Yeah. Yep. I, I I would like to use, I'm a cat, not a doctor. I feel like cats can be relatively comfortable in like narrow alleyways and that kind of thing. So maybe mm-hmm. we're a little more comfortable in this labyrinth than we are out in the open. Yeah. And you're pulling a piece of yarn behind you. Yes. I love yarn. We're doing great. <laughs> okay. So I'm just, I'm going to add rather than re-roll. All right. That brings us to four out of six segments on the six clock. You're getting closer and closer. You can see it's just beyond reach, but the glow that's happening at the center, this green glow is starting to get more intense. Charming, charming, charming. charming. All right. Well, uh, I search very hard. <laughs> yes. Use the scanner! <laughs> I will assist and I will present him with a... Oh, I can't give you a yellow shirt, can I? That's only for the captain? Oh, no, no, no. The pilots also use it. Okay. Because it's like, it goes red, blue, yellow? Yeah, because it's like, uh, blue is science and medical. All right. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pull out an extra yellow shirt. Oh, dang. It's fitted for me, so it's going to be more like a bandana for you or like an ascot. (laughs) I feel like Mr. Universe. (laughs) And I do that. And then I also do, I'm giving it all she's got as a fate point, but that's just my brain. <laughs> Come on! Okay. What can I add to that? Um, yeah, you're, you've got this new layer that you've added onto yourself, this wonderful new couture. 
Uh, that sounds like you can probably use Flashy with your new... Uh, you, you've been emboldened by the fact that you so closely resemble now that which you desire to become, Mr. Universe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Flashy plus what I rolled, that's a plus six. <gasps> okay, so that's one. You would have one tick left. If you spend a fate point on I'm giving it all she's got, that would fill out the clock. That's what I do. Yeah! All right. Get him. Get him. All of you together managed to breach into the center, and what should you find but... A body, a regenerating body emitting off a vast green light. Oh my. You see the body of Captain Shrek <laughs> at the center of this labyrinth. Captain! <laughs> what? It's the other captain! <laughs> I grab my communicator and I say, Beam that mirror down here now! The mirror appears in your hands. And Shrek says, the whole ship is getting devoured. What are we going to do? And I swallow my pride and I wipe away a single tear and I turn the mirror towards the body and I say, why don't you tell us, Captain? He gasps as he stares upon this new form and he says, shatter me. Over my knee, just complete a billion pieces. <laughs> you could shatter him on him. Yes, over like I, I, I stand on him like uh, you know Captain Morgan style. Shatter over my knee, over his body. <laughs> Breathe. <laughs> and you see those glittering, scintillating fairy lights go spraying out of the mirror onto the body, and you see it begin to move, and light begins to erupt from the fingertips, from the eyes, from the mouth as Shrek's body raises before you completely nude. <laughs> <laughs> as it should be. So beautiful. <laughs> and after his body completely reabsorbs his spirit, he steps down onto the ground and he says, all right, we've got a bigger problem to take care of now. <laughs> I agree. Where's your pants? <laughs> he looks down and then looks up at Captain Butts and says, I'm commandeering those pants, Captain. <laughs> I, I do wear excessively stretchy pants, so they will fit him. That tracks. But mind you, they are still ch like chaps because yeah. the pants are <laughs> He puts the pants on, starts running back out of the exit, and you can see through the <laughs> holes in the back of the pants. <laughs> but he's he's just running. He's running, he's running, he's running. I'm just, I'm in some tidy whities and I slipped back on the red shoes after we used them to unlock the door. So I've got the re the red uh, slippers, tidy whities, and a yellow shirt, and I'm just booking it behind a topless Shrek. Nice. <laughs> I am on your shoulders, making biscuits. And I just stand there and I say, I flip open my communicator and say, um, four to beam or five to beam up. <laughs> yep. You all beam back up to the ship, and Shrek looks at this monstrosity. You see, at this point, it's only Mongo's head that has not been completely enveloped by Tribbles. Oh, dear. Shrek kind of curses under his breath before he turns towards you and says, I've got one trick left up my sleeve. He looks down at his topless self, metaphorically speaking. <laughs> he goes to the front bay window and punches a hole in it and sticks his head out through it Captain! and says, there's one thing you need to know about ogres. Ogres have lasers. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> We're pulling from the book lore now. He's going to get lasers out of his eyes. <laughs> and he holds out his hands behind him and says, charge me up, boys. <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to grab 
two of his prized objects. I'm going to grab the nice boulder <laughs> and I'm going to put it to the right of him. And I'm going to grab the ca- the big earwax candle and put it in his left hand and charge him up. And you see Donkey comes over. He's got a big plate full of waffles. He pulls Shrek's head back inside real quick, starts jamming waffles down his throat. <laughs> I'm going to throw some of the crispy bacon in there as well. Just to make sure he gets some protein. Yeah. Oh, crispy. What crispy. a brave soldier. Mm-hmm. Rip. Yes. Still serving the crew even to this day. Still delicious. <laughs> and you see Shrek's eyes begin glowing bright green as he's consuming, <laughs> consuming and consuming. And he sticks his head back out through the hole in the bay window and he says all right lord farquad let's make sure you stay dead this time (laughs) and a massive jet of light erupts from his face (laughs) you see it strikes mongo and the mass of tribbles and they all disintegrate in a conflagration of green light before the laser strikes the borg cube on the other side you hear lord farquad's voice screaming out no this was my second chance you can't defeat me this easily and shrek says well here's the thing i am defeating you that easily good god farquad is there anything else that you guys would like to do as the borg cube is being consumed by this green light i want to stand in the captain's chair and just give the sharpest salute and click my heels together. <laughs> I, I, uh, I mean, we also, we, we do some kitty salutes. I pull up the, the Vulcan, live long and prosper. Oh, and as I click my heels together to salute, I look down at my ruby red slippers. Mm. There's no place like home. <laughs> Having Shrek here in the swamp, it all feels so right. Yes, you click your heels one time, there's no place like home and a red shimmering sparkling emanates across the entire SSS swamp. And you see the Borg cube, a big explosion happens. And Shrek turns back towards you and says, keep doing that. Salute again, click my heels. There's no place like home. A second time, you see the moss begins to grow back from where the Tribbles had started to eat away at it. (laughs) The Borg cube shudders a second time as another explosion erupts on its surface. And one final time, the sharpest salute, the clickiest of heels. (laughs) There's no place like home. And fast forward to the swamp. Just outside the kingdom of Duloc in the land of far, far away. And Shrek is holding the biggest rager that any of you have ever been to in your lives. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And I'm playing I'm, I'm playing with my five-month sobriety chip. <laughs> and I take the tankard I've been drinking. I slam it down on the table and I look at Shrek and I say, And that, Captain, is what we were doing in your swamp. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Let's get uh, just a a quick little epilogue for each of our characters here. What happens now that you have restored your home to order? Uh, Let's start with Captain Butts. Um, Captain Butts uh, becomes a cobbler Mm. and starts Butts Shoes. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, just gets really into making shoes and ensuring that uh, whenever he puts a lift in shoes, it's just not noticeable so that people can walk around with complete confidence and feel as tall as they want. Yes. 
And uh, every night you go to sleep and when you wake up, you see that uh, more shoes have been made for you. Where did the shoes come from? Who knows? <laughs> and William Katner and Leonard Cattoy, what happens with you? Ah, uh, yes. So we at this point have actually gone our own way a little bit in establishing after we got, uh, we got some decorations after the, uh, the Borg Tribble incident and used that to kind of start up a newer ship. Uh, with the, it, it, we, we'll call it the Cat Tower, the SS Cat Tower. <laughs> and on the SS Cat Tower, the, the only difference from this to the rest of Starfleet is it is primarily cats, and the greenhouse does not have any cat in it. Oh. Yes, so uh, Leonard Cattoy is uh, proudly sober, and a lot of his crew is also full of people who are recovered catnip addicts uh, to take them planets away from their addiction. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Continuing to boldly go where no cat has gone before. <laughs> meow, meow. And Prince Charming, what happens to you? I go and compete in Mr. Universe. <gasps> yes. Yeah. I was going to say, and he wins. He wins by singing, I'm too sexy for my shirt. Yeah. <laughs> of course he does. He rolls a 20. Yep. Uh, happy endings all around. And I think that is where we're going to conclude our story in the world of Star Shrek. What a journey you guys have taken us on. Like, I, wow. That was a quest. Yeah, I feel like this campaign covered a lot more ground than most of our other campaigns do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Well, everybody, thanks for listening to Improv Tabletop, and we'll be back next month with more adventures in a brand new setting. If you want more, go and subscribe, maybe even give us a review. We would be as happy as a colonization of tribbles who were having the time of who were having the time of their lives <laughs> if you would go ahead and give us a review on the podcatcher of your choice. We're also all over social media at Improv Tabletop. So if you'd like to connect with us there, maybe you'd like to talk with JP about what it's like to be Mr. Universe, don't be afraid to reach out. Now it's time to shout out our next batch of Sticker Club patrons. And this week, we are shouting out Adrian Garneau, Christine Lines, and Elena Georgieva. Woohoo! Ow! Yep, these three are the judges of the Mr. Universe contest, <laughs> yes. who combined together to give the fine honor and award to Prince Charming for saving the universe and also for having a pretty nice bod. Nice. <laughs> we'll have more Sticker Club patrons to shout out next week. And if you, dear listener, want to join their ranks, consider joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash improv tabletop, where you can also get things like Discord access, biennial sticker packs, and more, such as our current ongoing patron-exclusive campaign, Dumbledore's Delinquents. Ooh. We messed up this world, and we're also messing up that world. <laughs> hey, that's what we do, baby! <laughs> yep, but it all it somehow manages to work out in the end. That's just the, the giant of comedy, the spirit of improv watching over us. Oh, yeah. Now, let's do a round of plugs. JP, would you like to take that this time around? Uh, yeah. Well, you should watch our sister podcast, I Cast Fireball. I don't know at this point if we started a second season yet or not, but... Uh, <laughs> it's, it's coming up. It's getting close. Yeah, but it's pretty good. You should listen to it. And go watch some Star Trek and Shrek. Mm, like, yeah. they are great pieces of media. Indeed. Yeah, maybe I... Now that we're finished with this campaign, maybe I'll go watch some Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> I just finished Strange New Worlds, and it is so good. It's such a good show. Heck yeah. Nice. Well, everybody, thanks for joining us here in the world of Star Shrek. 
I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and I've been joined by... Christian Randall, I have proudly gone. Connor Wood, Tribble Tamer. Justin Porter, a.k.a. JP, and I'm a believer. I couldn't leave her if, if I, I tried. tried. <laughs> Much love and stuff, everybody. We'll catch you next time on Improv Tabletop. Yeah, I uh, had some of my doubts going in, but here we are. Here we, we are. We out the other side. <laughs> are you saying that none of those doubts were, you know, justified in the end? Because I could <laughs> Everything see... went perfectly. <laughs> Nothing was weird. <laughs>